Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. and welcome to Loan Officer Team Training. Today, I'm so excited to share a conversation with my very special friend, Jen Conley, who's an amazing originator in Ohio. I was a guest on her podcast and we shared some ideas about how to work through fear. It's September, 2023 right now. The mortgage market is different than it was in 2020 and 21. There's some challenges with rates rising more than they were and inventory issues, but you know what? You can be successful in this market no matter what the challenges are. If you're intentional about how you look at this market and what you say to yourself about it, and you do the work that brings clients in, you will succeed. As a coach, I've seen it happen, and it can happen over and over and over When you find yourself buying into the narrative that the market is too hard or it's changed too much or rates have gone up so much, it's going to hold you back. Catch yourself when you're saying it or even when you're thinking that and instead say this, I have an opportunity to stand out now more than ever as I do what it takes to build even stronger relationships. Because you know what? This is about serving the needs of the clients. And when you do that, you will succeed. 
So during times like these is when it's important to take a time out and listen to conversations like this one with Jen about how to work through fear. Jen and I are transparent about fear. We've had to work through ourselves. And I'm sharing this because I think it can help you work through your own fear. So sit back, take a listen to Jen and I talk about fear. Hey guys, today I am so excited to have Irene Duford. She is the OG idea maker of the Freedom Club, a very dear friend of mine. And she's joining us on Loan Officer Unplugged to talk about fear and how we manage that. I think that's something right now that a lot of branch managers and loan officers are struggling with for themselves. And also, you know, in the norm, in a normal market, even in this market, we're managing fear for clients and for agents. And I think that's a huge, huge part of what we do in the mortgage world. And so we're going to talk about that today because Irene, anybody that knows Irene, knows she is very much mindset oriented and a very good problem solver. And so I think that this is a really good topic for us today. Very timely. So thank you, Irene, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I love being on your, I love your podcast. It's so oh, awesome. You. Just thank having you. conversations with people and real time conversations. So yeah, I appreciate I, you doing that for everybody. I love doing it. It's so much fun. I love talking to people and, and hearing their stories and, and their ideas. You know, I, I think that that makes us all better. I don't think that I'm the smartest person ever. And I, if I, and if I am the smartest person in the room, again, I'm in the wrong room. I know we all say that, but I really, really mean it. Like I, I want to be around people that are that, that far exceed anything I think I can ever do because I, it's only going to help me be better. I so, agree. Yeah. And that's what Freedom Club is done, right? You know, yes. that's what that, our, our coaching group is all about and, and has been since day one, you know, with the inception of that. So Tell us quickly how you came up even with the idea of the Freedom Club. So I was thinking, you know, I really want to coach people. It was in my heart to be a coach, but I didn't know exactly what or how or who. And so after thinking about it for way too long and not doing anything about it, my husband finally said, why don't you just call Carl? And I looked at him and, you know, me with good self-talk most of the time, I said, Carl, I said, Carl doesn't want to do one-on-one coaching. He has mortgage marketing animals and it's amazing because I was a member of that. That's how I met you and Carl and everybody. But I said, he doesn't want to do one-on-one coaching. And my husband knows me so well. He said, Irene, just call Carl. And I did. (laughs) And you know what Carl said when I said to him, I gave him the idea of doing one-on-one coaching. He said, I'm not really sure I want to do that. And I could have just said, my fear could have stopped me. Right. Because there was a lot of fear that he was going to say, no, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be rejected. I wanted this idea to go forward, but I was fearful. I was Uh fearful. Carl was going to say no. So when he said, I'm not really sure I want to do that. He didn't say no, but he wasn't really too sold on the idea. And I went, oh my gosh, do I really want, you know, do I really want to face this fear for a few seconds? And I said, you know what, Carl, I just know it'll be a good idea. And he, and right away, I think because he trusted me, he knew me really well and he trusted me. He said, you know what, Irene, put something together and then we'll take a look at it. How's that? And I said, okay. So for the next 90 days, I was working in my loan business and, mm-hmm. and at night I was working on the daily success plan. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, figuring out how to do it. It was very basic in those days, but it was putting it together, putting a plan together. I made a complete business, not a business plan with money, but a business plan of what they were going to do, how we were going to make it work, how they were going to get results, all of the people that we were coaching. And I presented it to him and I said, what do you think? And he looked it over and he goes, you know what? Let's try it. How about if we try it? Are you willing to do it for free for 90 days? Try, you know, how many can you handle? And I told him five and we ended up with seven. (laughs) (laughs) So we took those first seven people and it was amazing. The results we got 186% increase in their pipeline in 90 days. You know why? Because they were committed. They were a hundred percent committed. So Carl got a group of people together. He, he picked them. We, we chose them and they were just average. You know, it wasn't like the top producer type of people. It was a, a mixture of average people. And he put them all in a group and said, listen, this is serious. So whoever's going to be involved in this, it has to be very serious and you have to be committed. And so that's what we did. We took those people and we trained them in all of the basics, calls, notes, face-to-face coffee meetings and lunches and things like that. And so they were committed because they knew that if they weren't committed, they would not be in the group anymore. Because they were getting this coaching for free from Carl White's company. It was an amazing thing. Like, I think hundreds of people applied Mm -hmm. and seven of them got in. Well, six got in and then one got added because he was Uh so great at, you know, uh, doing a video. And and then we all voted. Should we add him? And they said yes. And so Mm -hmm. that was really fun. But they were completely committed. And that's how it started. And once we had that group. Carl said, Carl was impressed. And it made me feel good to know that Carl was impressed with those numbers because he Mm -hmm. said, okay, Irene, we're going to do this, but you have to promise me you're going to track it. And I said, that's easy. I track everything. And so I love tracking. And because you you can't tell where you've been or where you're going without tracking. So I tracked it and he said, okay, give me the numbers. And I gave it to him and he was impressed. And to impress Carl White made me feel really, really good. And so we took those people and we said, okay, we're going to open it up. And so we had an event Mm -hmm. and people came and before the event, we had all of the freedom club, the people that had been in the freedom club, they all said all, but one, one ended up getting out of the business, but the other six all said, we're in, we'll pay for it now because we know it brings results. And so we had an event and they all spoke and talked. They told true stories about how they did it. And Mm -hmm. even at the break, Two hours after we started, people were coming up to us and going, okay, whatever you got, I'm buying it. Like I'm in because they're true stories mm-hmm. and they, they're, they were real. And these mm-hmm. people were committed. It was amazing. I will never forget those six, seven, you know, the seven one got out of the business shortly after that never mm-hmm. really did work through his fear, but the six, oh my goodness, it, there'll so always be that, special. What part of 2012 was that? Because I started in March of 13. Because there were only like 20 of us when I started. Yes. For the first year, I was the only coach. Okay. So I took every anybody who came in, I was coaching them for the first year. And then when you started, that's when Carl was the next person to take people on. He took a few on. He was like, yes, he was your first coach or yeah, your coach all the time. And then Tammy took a few people on and then we added Mary and then we started adding a few more coaches after that than Ralph and Kristen. And yeah, so uh, for the first year, I was the only coach. So everybody that came in got coached by me. 
Uh-huh. And uh, it was so fun. You know, I was looking around the room in Nashville. We just had our Freedom Club event recently. And every time we have it and I'm up on the stage talking or talking with Carl or whatever, and I'm looking around and I on purpose look all the way around the room and I think, oh my gosh, I had a little piece in their journey. Even if I only coached them for a few months or a year or three years or whatever it was, it's just so fun to look around the room and see how they've grown, how their life has changed. That's what motivates me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what motivates me is making a difference in people's life, even if it was just for a short period of time and they only learned one thing from me. Yeah, for sure. Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work, how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road. How to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. What do you think it is about fear that that holds people back so much? How do they how do they get stuck there? Why what do you think it is about that? I think there's a few reasons. I think part of it is how they were raised, mm-hmm. the type of things that were said to them when they were growing up, or they heard, even if it wasn't in their family, they heard it and then they kind of latched onto it and and believed it as their belief. And so we have these programs in our brain that are hardwired in our brain. They're not hardwired, but they're wired into our, into our subconscious and in our brain. And we have to intentionally rewire that. And we can, that's the thing is people think, oh, that's just the way I am. That's the way I was raised. I'm always going to be that way. I don't believe that. I think anybody can change if they put their mind to it and they know how they have a formula for rewiring how they think by changing the things that they say to themselves and catching themselves when they say things, I should say, catching ourselves when we say things that we shouldn't be saying. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that 
One of the things that I say a lot that I, I know I need to work on and I've been working on is I never remember people's names. I always remember a face, don't always remember their name. As long as I keep telling myself that, I'm never going to remember their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, talk about the tapes that you play in your head. That that was something that Carl taught me in, in coaching. And, and I he helped me build a system for sure and helped me build a team and taught me so many things about business. But the emotional coaching and the personal coaching that I got from him far, wow. far outweighs importance to me. And making me believe in myself, you know, anybody that knows me thinks that I'm like uber confident and I have like, and and I I am very bold. I am very bold, but I am not very confident. Mm. I have not in the past, take that back. I in the past, I wasn't very confident in my ability. There's still things I'm not confident in, but my ability is not one of them. And so, (laughs) so I know, I know I can, I can do what I need to do to make this business move forward. And so, but that was, you know, him teaching me that, you know, you have to stop listening to those tapes in your head and you have to, you have to reset those and tell yourself different things. And so, you know, we all have you know, baggage. I mean, I don't care how you has been, you've got some kind of baggage. And yes. so for me, it, it, I, I did, I had things that I was told when I was a kid and that I believed. And so he helped me change that. So I think that's really, really huge for people to hear because it's very easy to just do what you've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, change is hard. And I think that for me, something that I have found and I, I'm okay with it now, but as time has gone on and I have changed, people don't always like my changes. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to be okay with that because it, you want to be better. And yes. so, you know, I've had, you know, Carl, something else he taught me is, you know, people, the relationships, most relationships aren't for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a spouse for a lifetime, you're probably doing pretty good in this life. Yes. But most things are for seasons and people come in and come out. And so that was real hard for me to get used to. And I would always try to overcompensate and make people happy and you know all these things because I thought, oh, I've got to have these people in my life forever. I, I love them. I want to be here forever. But sometimes they're not meant to be forever. Yeah. And, and so as you change and you change what you're telling yourself and you're overcoming fear, because overcoming fear makes you confident. It does. And, Lots of different ways. And confident is not arrogance and confident is, is not, you know, being belligerent or anything else, but no confident in, in who you are and what you do. That's okay. It, yes. It's, it, it's, you know, it's okay to make money and it's okay. I think there's so many societal things that we get told that you should be ashamed of. Like mm-hmm. you should be proud. You should be proud of your hard work. Well, you know right. what? I'm on it. We've worked hard. Yes. And we've been through a lot. And I'm not ashamed at all of what we have done. That's and, right. And the success that we have had. But people, it's the crabs in the bucket story, right? Like they want to pull you back in yes. because your successes make them make them uncomfortable. Well, that's yeah. a them problem. Yep. And I think that's something that is we are going to see a lot more in this market of the negativity toward people that are successful and toward people that work hard and, you know, build something. It's again, you know, we've talked about it before. I've, I've talked about it on this podcast. It's really easy to be negative. It's very hard for people to be positive and supportive mm-hmm. and be happy. 
for people. I, I think humans are, have a lot of innate things in them and we have to fight to change them. The way our brain is, it's wired a certain way. And it's like a groove. You know, if you take a CD and you mm -hmm. keep playing it over and over, you're going to end up with a groove or an old fashioned album, right? When you had the big albums and you yeah. play it over and it, there's a groove in there. And that's what happens with our brain is there's a groove in there. And we just have to get rid of that groove and rewire how we look at things. And the way we do that is we have to, there's a really important way to look at it. Our thoughts create our emotions. So what we think about makes us feel a certain way. And then our emotions create our actions. They create what we do. How we feel makes us act a certain way. And then how we act or what, what our actions are create our results. So we're going to end up with a result based on how we think. And well, so let me tell you a story that goes along with that. That's funny that you say that because I have told this story a lot recently. So the beginning of COVID, right, started to go down, right? And so mm -hmm. people were starting to get busy. And so I was laying on my couch on a, a Saturday or whatever, Sunday, looking at my phone, Facebook group, mortgage Facebook group. And people are like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I'm like, I mean, I'm just regular busy. Like I'm not extra busy. You know, it's, it was springtime and we were just regular busy and I was mad. Like, I was like, why are they busy? And I'm not busy. Why? I mean, what, what are they, what do they got that I don't have? Like I, that whole, I do it too. That whole thing you go through in your head, mm -hmm. the conversation you have with yourself. And for like an hour, I was mad, I'm not gonna lie. And then I was like, okay, so this isn't going to change anything. So what do I, what activity do I need to do in order to change where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to send out a slide broadcast to our past database and let them know that about rates dropping. Right. Yeah. So I, that was on a, I think it was a Sunday. Cause on Monday I go to work. I busy. I'm doing whatever. And like four 30, I was like, Oh, I didn't do that slide broadcast. I got to do that. So I recorded it. I had uh, somebody in my office, send it out. Didn't tell anybody because heck, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. I was like, Oh, we'll try it and see what happens. Uh -huh. Started blowing up blowing up. And so they were there to like seven 30 that night, taking applications. <laughs> and so, but they're like, could you tell us before you do that next time? And we said it again, you'll learn lessons, right? We sent it to the entire database at once. Oh man. Now we do it 200 at a time, but yeah. <laughs> so Lesson we, learned. Yeah. I sent it to the whole database. And so, but I could have laid on that couch and been mad for three more months. Yes. But I knew that that was not going to change anything. And so that goes back to fear. My fear of, for me, my fear of being beat, beaten by competition uh -huh. made me angry and made me want to, you know, like I was mad. And then I was like, okay, after an hour, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to change anything. So what activity am I going to do? So yes. that is, I think, a big part of, you know, overcoming fear is activity, doing something doing something to step up a step out and change where you're at. And mm -hmm. I know it's hard and people think, Oh, well, that's easy for you. It's not easy for me when I'm scared of something. It's not any easier for me than it is for anyone else. I just know in my soul, because I've lived it. If I don't do something, nothing changes. Yes. Complaining in my head does not make my problems go away. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't, it doesn't make your fear any better. It makes it worse when you complain in your head. So you can either let that fear stay for a minute 
I like to call it having a, you can have a little pity party once in a while, just a small little pity party. And that, like you said, after about an hour or so, you said, okay, that's it. I got to change how I, how I'm looking at this. And that's what we have to intentionally change our thoughts. And the way, the only way that I know how to do that is to actually create self-talk that I repeat daily on a daily basis. Like in the Freedom Club, we have self-talk that's all written out and about calling agents, like people that have call reluctance. So there's self-talk that's already there that they can repeat over and over because repetition of the good, the good stuff in our minds, that's what we need to do in order to combat fear. And when we get scared and we will, everybody experiences fear, right? It's not whether we get it or not, whether we have it or not, it's whether what we do with it that matters. So when we catch ourselves in a fearful mode and it's okay to feel it, you got to feel the feelings. I think you'd have to feel them. You can't ignore them and pretend like, you know, uh, Pollyanna type of thing. Uh, Cause anyone that knows me knows I'm, I try to be positive, but I'm not Pollyanna. Like I I don't think there's no problems out there. They're out there. There's reality there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so I just re reword what I'm saying to myself. So if I catch myself in fear and I say, oh my gosh, that's going to happen. And this is going to happen. I say, no, I'm stopping here. I'm not going to allow myself to say that anymore. And if the fear is I'm afraid to call agents on the phone because I don't want to be rejected because that's a, a founded fear, right? That's a real fear. You say, no, agents love talking with me. Mm-hmm. And at the time it may not feel real because it's not, it hasn't happened yet, but the more you repeat it, the more it will happen. And your mind will find a way to make things happen that you give it. Like Carl calls it solve it. Your mind will solve a problem. If you give it a problem, if you tell it, you want to do something, your mind will find a way to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that I really do. I've seen it happen thousands of times with people and in my own life. And that doesn't mean we don't have fear. We no, do have or it. problems. We do. I mean, yes. and I think that because we handle them differently or head on, or we don't, you know, we, we don't let them linger. Uh-huh. People, they don't, I guess, maybe see the whole the whole path of a, pro- of a fear or a problem for people like you or I or Carl, you know, because it's like, okay, again, you might wallow in it a little bit, but you're like, okay, this is not going to change anything. What am I going to do? And we quickly, we quickly adapt. Yes. And so, so that looks to the world, like you don't have problems, mm-hmm. but that's not true. We all have problems. We're all in this same market. Yes. I have a branch. I originate. I have the same rates that everybody else has. I have the same lack of margin that everybody else has. I have the same competition, but I just choose to focus on what I can focus on. Yes. You know, and I think that's really, really important. It's, it's, I could sit around and wait for the fed to make an announcement and screw the market up every other day. Yes. You. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I mean, but people probably don't ask me, well, what are your rates? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, well, what did, what, that, what that federal, that federal reserve announcement, what that do to your, to your rates? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause guess what? Money costs what money costs. It does. And whatever it is, people are going to buy homes with their 18%. They're going to buy them. You know what? I mean, gas is obviously has gone down a little bit, but you know, it kind of went up same time. The rates went up. And so I told a lot of people, listen, no one likes the price of gas, but do you see anyone staying home? Nope. nope. No, they you don't. know, Carl. Carl taught me a long time ago, you do not 
watch the news. If you watch the news, I stopped watching the news when I met Carl and Tammy and yeah, I did. I stopped watching it. Yeah. I can't control what they're talking about. And so I'm not gonna say I don't know what's going on. I know, but I don't think by it. And I don't have it running all the time in my house in my office. Like I'm not saying I don't know what's going on. I typically read it because then there's Mm -hmm. a lot less drama and and intonations and things that I might like, you know, body language I might pick up on or the voices I might pick up on that might skew what I think. I just read like the facts of it. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's, that's really, really important because you can only control what you can control. And guess what loan officers that you can control your activity. That is the only thing you can control. Yes, it is. If you do activity, it will help suppress the fear of, I don't have anything going on. I don't have any applications. I don't, I don't, I don't. What, but then you replace that with, I had a great call with two, three, four, five agents today. I had a lunch I scheduled for my calls yesterday. Like I, I had a great conversation with my past database and I, they referred me to someone that was looking to buy or needed a cash out refi or needed a rehab loan. Like you change the, I don't have, I don't have to, I have. Yes. You, you have activity there. There's something different to talk about other than the fear. Yes. Yeah. So in 2006 to eight, I don't remember what exact year it was, but I remember being very fearful of what was happening in the market. And it was a really hard time. And I went to lunch. I'll never forget this. She doesn't even know this story. If she's listening, she'll probably know who she is, but she may not because I went to lunch with a insurance agent that was a good friend of ours. She was my agent. And I remember when I left the office, I was in this fear mode and I was not in a good space mentally. And I thought, okay, Irene, you got to shake it off. You're going to go have a professional lunch with a, a professional person and you have got to shake it off. And so I did. I put that on a shelf that, and I imagined myself putting it on a shelf. And I said, that's it. You're going to go out and they will not know the difference. They won't even know that you had fear when you walked out that door. I got in my car. I kind of, you know, took a breath and just told myself, you got to get in this space and you can do this. And that that's my favorite saying. When I don't think I can do something, that's what I tell myself. You can do this, Irene. You really can. And so I got in the car. We got to the restaurant. We had a marvelous lunch. She would never have known the way I felt before I left And that taught me a lesson, Jen. What that taught me is that you can change your state. Mm -hmm. If you want to, you can change your thoughts. You can do it like that if you're in the habit of doing it. You may not be able to do it right away, but Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. And you can make sure that you can change your state. And a lot of it is physical movement. It's action, Mm -hmm. like you said. And so you just put it, you put it to use. And that I'll always remember that time and that lunch. Because I thought if you can do this, you can do anything. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you had as a a parting thought, one activity to help loan officers manage fear in today's market, like what would you think the the one thing would be? Would it be that changing that or, you know, what, what would it be? It would be changing their thoughts on purpose, Mm -hmm. having things that they repeat to themselves every day that are positive, that are opposite. So take what they're thinking normally right now and rewrite it to the opposite. So if they're saying, I don't have enough business, then they would say, I get loans every day. I do the activities that bring loans in every single day. And 
that's what they need to do and repeat it over and over because nobody gets better at something without repetition. That right. is what changes how we rewire what we're thinking is repetition. And even when we feel like it's not real, like, oh, we're just lying to ourselves. You might be at the very beginning, but the more you repeat it to yourself, the more you'll believe it. That's why we have programming that we grew up with because we heard it over and over and over again. Exactly. That's why you believe the negative things is because yes. they told you that or you experienced it over and over and over again. So if that can be imprinted on you, the positive can be imprinted on you. And yes. I think I'm a living example of it like I because I had boomer parents, you know, and so they were not always the most positive. And so I had a negative mindset until I joined the Freedom Club where it was mm -hmm. more positive. I was taught how to tell myself different things and I changed that. And I think that's, that's really, really important to know that you, you are in control. I don't care if the, if the rates are up or the rates are down or the values are there or they're not, you are in control of, of your destiny and Absolutely. you have to believe that because it's true. I mean, yes, you control everything, whether it be your diet or your attitude or your business, like we're not out here just whipping around like you know, a leaf on a fall day. No, like we, can, we can make concerted efforts and activities that change the path of our lives. Yes. And it's not just about us. Like mm -hmm. you might look at people might look at themselves and go, well, I'm not worthy because of the way they grew up. They may not think it's possible, but our brain does amazing things. And if we just realize that it's our brain that we can rewire it's not ourselves. It's not whether we have the control or we have the ability. Our brain does have the ability. And so all we have to do is feed it with the right things and it will be our best friend. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, my dear friend. I love you so much. I love and you. I don't know what I would have done all these years without meeting you so, so long ago and, and growing with you. So I really, really appreciate you. I feel the same way about you, Jen, and I'm just so grateful for you. So thank you for having me on. It was fun. Yes. And to, uh, tell us about your new podcast quickly. Where what did it, What's the name of it? What it's going to be about so people can listen in? Okay. It's Loan Officer Team Training. And we talk to great originators like you, talk about the business, the mortgage business. And we also talk about our training, your teams, how to train them, what to do, what not to do. And um, it's just... It's just really fun. I just started it. And of course, Carl is my first guest uh -huh. and it just released a couple of days ago. So it's called Loan Officer Team Training and you can find it on all the podcasts. And it's it's so fun to do. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. So you know, your your training is awesome. You know, people can plug into that. Uh, they can get their teams trained, whether they're in the Freedom Club or not. That is yes. still a you have out there. So how could they find that? So if they wanted to just explore that and maybe sign their team up for it. Yes, yeah, so they can go to loanteamtraining.com and all of our information is there. We have three classes and there's some for learning mortgages for this is all for support staff, learning mortgages. There's some for client conversion training, how to convert even better. And then there is wow training, what we call wow training. And what that does is it helps them connect with clients more. It helps them deliver a wow experience. So they can go to loanteamtraining.com for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining thank me today. You. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today. Please go to loanteamtraining.com and message me with a takeaway that you experienced. And would you do me a huge favor and share this with others who you know could possibly benefit from it? I would sure appreciate it. Enjoy your day. 
Thank you.